The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Hello, this is Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and this is the eighth show on Genesis, the creative process. We have been studying how to bring an idea into manifestation. How do you make the dream come true? How do you work on the goal? How do you push the idea into through into your life? Now, we've studied all of the steps, and we are studying the days of Genesis, the Seven days of creation, realizing that these seven days represent ideas or cycles or the evolution of consciousness bringing forth an idea into manifestation. And today we are wrapping up the show with the seventh day, which is commonly called the Sabbath. Now, on the seventh day, it's stated in Genesis chapter 2 starting with verse 1, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. Now, we're teaching the metaphysical interpretation of this scripture. Just to give you a little backdrop, a little history on this scripture, after the Hebrews that came out of captivity uh, and they were trying to reestablish the Jewish law, they put into the writings the institution of the Sabbath to make sure that it was followed by even saying that on the seventh day, even God rested. This was to try to make sure that no matter what happened, that the folks were staying true to the Jewish identity. There were certain things that made everybody understand that a person was Jewish. Obviously, their dietary laws, uh, things like uh, male circumcision, and then their observance of the Sabbath. So what this did was by putting it actually into the scripture, it actually 
created the space for generations after it up until now to make sure that they observed the seventh day and hallowed it. In other words, this will separate us from the people around us. We take a moment or we take a day to acknowledge the presence and power of God in our lives. They made it holy. In other words, when they hallowed it, they made it holy or sacred. Because as I stated before, that the first chapter of Genesis is 450 to 500 years younger than the second chapter. Obviously, we're talking about something that was instituted uh, years, centuries after Israel had actually become a nation. Actually, this is even after Israel had split into two nations and then both were occupied, then they came back together. So what this is basically telling us is what the people were dealing with in that day. Now, metaphysically, though, it leaves us some clues. It leaves us a lot of clues about how we to work with the process. Because the Sabbath has deep metaphysical um, implications. If you have a revealing word and you turn to, excuse me, page 172, you'll read that the true Sabbath is that state of spiritual attainment where a man ceases from all personal effort and all belief in his own works and rests in the consciousness that the father abiding in me doeth his works. John chapter 14, 10. He goes on to say, Charles Fillmore, when we understand the true spirit of the Sabbath, we cease following prescribed rules laid down by a church and open our mind to God's rest and peace. We rest from outer work cease daily occupation and give ourselves up to meditation or the study of things spiritual. Then he goes on to say, the Sabbath is kept anytime we enter into spiritual consciousness and rest from thoughts of temporal things. We let go of the external observances of days because every day is a Sabbath on which we retire into spirit and worship God. Now, let's deal with the definition. The true Sabbath is a state of spiritual attainment, which lets us know that the Sabbath is a state of consciousness. Now, that's important. The Sabbath is a state of consciousness. It's a state of consciousness. It's a realization where people cease from the belief that their outer effort does everything. Obviously, outer effort does determine uh, many things. But at times it is necessary, or I would say all the time, it is necessary to build consciousness. There are times when it is necessary to be still, and then there's times when we need to move. And when we don't understand when it's time to move and when it's time to be still, we can get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Trouble. So what Mr. Fillmore is saying here is when you have the spiritual level of consciousness, you stop thinking that it's just your human intellect or your human will or your human ability that's doing all the work. Then you, we, I come into the realization that it is the father, the principle, the divine law, the spirit within that doeth the work. See, he goes on to say, we rest from belief in our own works. He says, we, we, when we understand the true spirit of the Sabbath, 
we cease following prescribed rules laid down by a church. In other words, whether that's Saturday, Sunday, or whatever the worship that people do and call it Sabbath outwardly, that's great. And, and for those who celebrate that and practice it, we stand with you and we promote it. We're saying metaphysically, though, that the Sabbath can be any day, any moment that we take the time to recognize the presence and power of God in our lives. The moment we take that time for that meditation, for that prayer, for that moment of study, for that moment of quiet reflection, we are having a Sabbath. This is why Mr. Fillmore says in the revealing word, the Sabbath is kept any time we enter into spiritual consciousness and rest from thoughts of uh, of temporal things. Now, what does this mean? Anytime we enter into spiritual consciousness, what this is saying is spiritual consciousness is normally not our regular states or states of consciousness. In other words, normal human consciousness is not thinking about spiritual things. Normal human consciousness is dealing with the day-to-day survival, likes, dislikes, prejudices, biases, wants, etc. And nothing is wrong with any of that. I'm not making any of that bad. But what I am saying is it's not spiritual consciousness. Because spiritual consciousness feeds the soul and brings a peace and a love and a harmony that cannot be given by our own intellectual processes just by recycling thought, either ours or somebody else's. So it's important for us to realize that we have to take time after we've done the faith work, after we've done the imagination, after we've had realizations, et cetera, et cetera, that we, as the scripture says in Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Be still. And know that I am God. Be still. Because when we can be still, then we can get to a space that allows us to understand that the kingdom of God is within us. Or as the scripture says in the Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And that scripture is powerful because it says dwell. It doesn't mean jump in and jump out. It says abide. It doesn't mean skip in and skip out. He who dwells, he who abides. Then we have access to the power that transforms. Then we have access to the power that creates universes. Then we have access to the power that can take a a sperm cell and an egg cell out of the womb and create a human being. We have that type of power that can turn an acorn into an oak tree. We have that type of power. Why? Because when we tune in to the one presence and one power flowing in and through us, through our inner stillness, through our reflective prayer, that allows us to access this power that's always been there, dormant, because it is the power of God. It is the power of God. Of God. Now, on page 179 of the Revealing Word, it's a definition called the silence or silence, comma, the. 
And it also works with this concept of the Sabbath because, we, again, we've done the steps, but then it becomes a, a, a step where we have to release, let go, and allow the universe to bring back to us or manifest back to us that which we hold in consciousness. He says, the silence, a state of consciousness entered into for the purpose of putting man in touch with divine mind so that his soul may listen to the still, small voice. Hmm. So, a state of consciousness again. So, this Sabbath, this silence, this secret place, we're talking about an aspect of our souls where we turn within, and this aspect of our souls knows without a shadow of a doubt that we are one with God. Now, I know that we go through human experiences. I'm don't deny that. I know that we have what the world calls problems. I don't deny that either. I don't deny that we're growing through many things and we have many more things to grow through. All that is absolutely factual. But the truth about you, the truth about me, the truth about every person walking on the face of this earth or who has ever walked on the face of this earth or who will ever walk on the face of this earth is that what we see in the mirror is not the totality of who we are. And that we are spiritual beings created in the image and likeness of God. And when we learn how to become still in that realization, that realization then manifests as the peace, as the wholeness, as the perfection, as the prosperity, as the healing, etc., etc. So Mr. Fillmore goes on to say on page 179 of the Revealing Word, when one goes into the silence, he enters the secret place of the Most High, the closet of prayer within. He closes the door. Now, he's talking about the mind. He closes the door, and in the stillness of that meeting place, he prays to God. He communes with God, and he meditates on truth. Then he listens to what God has to say to him. Now, think about that. So part of the be still is trusting and knowing and getting whatever guidance is needed to bring it from the idea into the fulfillment. Now, one of the things that is not necessarily commonly taught when it comes to the Sabbath is this. Just like at the beginning when you had to let there be light with the first day, the second day is the firmament of the dome or faith. To have the Sabbath or to rest in consciousness or release in consciousness or let go and let God in consciousness, that requires faith. So to a certain extent, this is a faith step as well, because when you've been praying and you've been working and you've been affirming and you've been putting the idea in play, what ends up happening many times is the understanding that I need to let this go and allow it to come back and bless me. Many times we hold on to our ideas. We hold on to our concepts. We hold on to our beliefs, but we don't release them. It's sort of like when you plant a tree, you have to give it enough room for the roots to grow so it can come out of the ground and do what it does. But if you plant anything on top of everything else, the roots will choke themselves out. Well, 
your idea needs room to grow. And the way your idea will grow is by giving it the Sabbath treatment. In other words, resting, letting go, letting God, allowing that process to allow divine law, universal substance, the divine activity of God, the Holy Spirit, whatever term you like to use, to evolve the seed, to manifest the seed, because the potential is there, but it still needs room to grow. And you trust it by doing every, farmers trust that when they do everything right, in other words, they follow along the seed, in alignment with what it takes to grow the seed, then the seed will grow. And we have to have that same mindset when we're trying to bring forth a manifestation. Now, it is highly important to get to a place where you can say, not my will, thy will be done. When you can get to a place where you can honestly say, I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. It is really important to get to the place where we can really loosen and let it go. As Jesus said on the cross, I commit my spirit. I surrender. Or the song says, I surrender all. Because when you surrender it, it comes back, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Now, don't forget that this show and all the shows on Unity Online Radio are supported by your donations. So as you have freely received from this show and or others, please freely give. Your donations, your love offerings, your support matter. Your prayers matter. Let other people know about this show and other shows so they can be spiritually fed. And then at the same time, they can have the opportunity to give and support God's idea called Unity Online Radio. Also, remember that the Unity Online Radio is having a cruise uh, November 10th through the 17th. And you can go on the website. It should be a link directly on it, even as I'm speaking. But if you want to go on later to unity.fm forward slash cruise or call the number 800-828-4813, what that will allow you to do is get information, put a deposit down to hold your cabin space, and you can go on the show, I mean, go on the cruise and hear powerful teachers teaching different New Thought subjects, including myself. I'll be teaching New Thought Jesus and you. Make sure when you call or when you go online, you let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you. So don't hesitate. Even while you're on the commercial, you can click on and get some information and see the different speakers and what they're doing. So uh, we'll be back shortly with more Truth Transforms. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support.
Have you ever experienced the silence? If you're someone who balks at the idea of spending extended time in silence, and the very thought of it makes you say, I could never do that, then we have the perfect retreat to make a convert of you. Join Reverend Paulette Pipe for the Touching the Stillness Retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012 at Unity Village. Being in the silence is easier than you think and more rewarding than you can imagine. Beginners and advanced meditators alike will be enriched as together we co-create a safe, sacred environment that incorporates just the right amount of soul-nourishing prayer and meditation practices to usher us deeper and deeper into the silence. Not only will you likely achieve a transformative experience of the divine, but once you've touched the stillness, you may wish for even more time to hush and listen. Reverend Paul Pipe, host of the Touching the Stillness program on Unity Online Radio, invites you to explore the silence with her during the Touching the Stillness retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012. Make your reservation for this retreat now. Go to touchingthestillness.org and click on Calendar. That's touchingthestillness.org. There is hope that is growing. Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all, a cruise to the Caribbean. November 10 through 17, 2012, we'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite hosts will be there, and we hope you will join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, visit www.unity.fm forward slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. And I want to make sure that I give you the opportunity to um, stop by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago when you have the opportunity. Um, You can also watch the live stream at www.cutemple.org at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every Sunday morning, live stream, uh, and watch our senior minister, the Reverend Derek B. Wells, uh, preach, teach, instruct on divine principle, creative law, universal consciousness, and a whole bunch of love, teaching New Thought Christianity to the masses. We also have a Wednesday evening service we call Bible 365, where we take the major stories of the Bible from Old Testament and New Testament, and we teach them in sequence throughout the course of a whole year. So make sure that you don't miss that. Also, uh, for those who want to uh, hear me, I'll be at in Toronto on August, uh, actually starting today on this show and going forward to August 1st through 5th. 
at the UFBL's Panorama of Truth. You can get more information on that at www.ufbl.org. Now, getting back to our show on Genesis, the creative process, and this is the last day, and we're talking about the Sabbath, having that consciousness to release, let go, and let God, to be still and know. I want to read this quote from Eric Butterworth, which is found in the book, The Creative Life, Seven Keys to Your Inner Genius. This is on page 134. He writes that to remember the Sabbath day is to periodically check up on yourself to determine if you are living, loving, and working in the flow of universal rhythm. You might reflect on the ebb and flow of the tide the rising and setting of the sun, the changing of the seasons, etc. Did you know that there is a contraction and dilation of the heart 75 times a minute, week after week, month after month, year after year? But given that, you may wonder how the heart can be included in a list of things that come and go. The answer is in day seven of the creation. God rested. You see, the heart is not constantly at work. Following every contraction, there is a vital period of rest. Studies have revealed that out of every 24 hours, the heart is still for a total of 15 hours. Now, that really makes you think because we think of the heart as something that is always working. But even in that work, there's stillness. In other words, there's a time for activity. And there's a time to be still. There's a time to work. And then there's a time to pray. There's a time to run. And there's a time to stand still. Or as the scripture says, having done all to stand. And we have to learn how to stand on the truth when we have done all the things that are required. Now, standing on the truth doesn't always mean that you don't take action. I don't want anyone to think that this process removes human effort physically. What I am saying, though, is you can move humanly and still be in a space of standing mentally in spiritual consciousness. And you can be in a space that allows you to be guided through every situation and circumstance because you're tapped into the creative aspect of spirit that knows that it knows that it knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Going back to Eric Butterworth, he says, take time to be established in the awareness of wholeness. That's the Sabbath. Oneness in the divine flow. The benefits are great. You will find increased ability to make decisions and to unfold creative ideas. You will easily rise to the challenge of even the most difficult human relations. It will improve both your disposition and your health. In the marketplace of life, peace may seem elusive and unattainable, but it comes easily to mind, easily to the mind that is disciplined to the creative intermission. I like that. The creative intermission. So when I take time to be still, I'm taking a creative intermission. Now, let's make this practical. 
Because new thought is practical Christianity. How often do you take time to be still during your day? How often do you take moments just to pray, just to reflect, just to take your thoughts away from what you're dealing with at the time and just to say, thank you, God, uh, or I behold peace or love or just reflect on something that represents the goodness of God or something that just brings you passion and love and harmony. See, when you don't take the creative intermissions, it's sort of like just keeping your car driving it on the highest RPM all the time and never letting off of the pedal. Sooner or later, you'll burn the engine out. And what we do is we burn our bodies out because we never take time to step back and reflect. This is why meditation, this is why prayer work is so important. You have to take time for that. You have to take time for reading of of spiritual things because when you do that, it allows your soul to process, one, what it's been through, and then, two, information that it needs or inspiration or ideas or love or harmony or whatever to go forward. Just like your body needs food to survive, the soul needs divine ideas to function harmoniously. See, when the soul is left to its own devices and we start thinking about our own thoughts and our own feelings and our own beliefs, we can mess some stuff up. This is why it's important to take time just to pray, just to be still, just to know. Because when you take that time, it allows the soul to grow, to evolve, to get in harmony with the spirit of truth within it. It does magnificent work. Eric Butterworth goes on in this book by saying on page 137, he says, now that you have come to this realization, you can begin to direct your God-given creativity into channels of truth and beauty and use it in the fine art of living. And the secret hidden within us is the potential to experience boundless energy, to receive the ceaseless flow of creative ideas, to attract limitless abundance, and to outform in our bodies in radiant life and health. So when you and I learn to be still, we tap into that which increases our effectiveness and we do it with less effort. It's something about the realization that God is in charge that just changes how you deal with life. It's something about knowing that God is my health that changes how you view life and your body and what the world calls illness. There's something different about knowing that God is the source of my supply that changes how you view things. But once you have that realization, you got to trust and rest it and know that God will guide, lead, and direct you as you need it. But you can trust and know that God is in charge. God is in charge all 
of the time. Mr. Butterworth goes on to say on page 137, the reality of God is eternal energy present in its entirety at every point in space. Now, he's not just talking about physical energy. He's talking about the spiritual substance. He's talking about the omnipresence of God, the presence of spirit everywhere equally present. He's saying it's everywhere all the time. And when we rest in that consciousness, it demonstrates itself. Emmett Fox once wrote that there is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. There is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. Now, Mr. Butterworth gave an affirmation on page 138 to work with this concept of the Sabbath or the realization of the silence or resting or trusting in spirit. He wrote, I establish myself in the awareness of the sacred secret of the Christ indwelling, the hidden genius of my God self in my thoughts, words, and actions. I give it full exposure that all the world might see and rejoice with me that I am whole, end quote. Now think about that. When we establish in ourselves the awareness of the indwelling Christ, that should bring peace. That should bring harmony. And then the Father will continue to reveal what that means to you. Now, one of the things that we really have to get a handle on is as we start working with this step of day one, day seven is without the last step, it is very difficult for anything to to really, really show up. You have to put the work in and then you have to trust the divine activity of God to do God's perfect work. Now, you know, I think back on Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman when she used to tell us about how she founded CUT and she had the health challenge uh, in the early 50s. And I talked about this on an earlier show, how she was given a six-month diagnosis to live. In other words, she was saying, get your stuff. Doctor was like, get your stuff in order. You have six months to live. And by bumping into a daily word and seeing the words, God is my health, I can't be sick, she sought out this teaching. But one of the things that she'll tell you is she doesn't know when she was actually healed. She was just working the truth. And through the realization of the truth, being in that Sabbath state of mind, she received a healing. Being in that Sabbath state of mind, she received her breakthrough. Being in that Sabbath state of mind, she took the teachings and ended up starting her own church, who, who at the time, or when 
she started it, she started with eight people around her dinner table. Now, here's something that's beautiful. The last building she built on 11901 South Ashland Avenue in Chicago, Illinois, which is where the current church is, Christ Universal Temple. She was planning on building the church somewhere else. And through some politics, that didn't happen. But what ended up happening was because of her ability to be still and trust God, a company donated 52 acres to her. She didn't have to go find it. They found her. We didn't need all 52. We gave 20 acres back and built on 32 acres. And now we have three buildings on 32 acres of land. Now, what is that saying? It would have been easy for her to, you know, go into the mindset of this is where I want to build and this is what I want to do and this is how it's going to happen. But she was able to be still and know that God was and is in charge. And because of that consciousness, her good found her. But she always taught us that whatever you are seeking, is seeking you. And not only what you are seeking is seeking you, but what you are seeking is you. So, as we step back and have this consciousness of of stillness, of wholeness, we then put ourselves in position to allow the presence of God to touch, bless, and anoint our lives in ways that we can't even imagine right now. But we have to do that inner work. We have to be still and know. We have to be still and know the truth. Again, I want to remind you yet again that Unity Online Radio is having a cruise, a Caribbean cruise from November 10th to the 17th. And I'll be teaching New Thought Jesus and you. I'll be talking about different uh, metaphysical alternatives to different Christian doctrines like the second coming, resurrection, and <clears throat> communion and baptism, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you'll really enjoy it, so make sure you give yourself the opportunity to check that out. I also want to remind you that there will be a lot of the presenters on Unity Online Radio on this cruise. So go to the website, unity.fm forward slash cruise, and take a look at the different speakers and take a look at their subject matters because you might want to learn about meditation. Somebody else is doing prosperity. Somebody else is doing Bible. Somebody like me, I'm doing do without Jesus and you. Somebody might be doing forgiveness. Somebody might be singing. I don't know. But give yourself the opportunity to benefit from what Unity Online Radio has put together. Make sure you let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you. If you do call into the number 800-828, excuse me, 800-828-4813, make sure you let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you. And we want to make sure, yet again, that you know that this station is supported by your love offerings, by your donations. So please cl- click on the donate or the giving button and make sure that as you have freely received, again, please freely give. Because that allows this process, this radio station to go all over the world. So a person who might not have the benefit of being able to go to a New Thought Christian church or a metaphysical church or any church that's talking about empowerment or any place that's talking about empowerment. 
they'll have the opportunity to listen to the show or download it later and have access to New Thought Christianity. So we want to make sure that that is done well. So we'll be right, right back with True Transforms and we'll wrap up Genesis, the creative process. Wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin on healthy living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it. That you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for their popular book, the delightful mother-daughter duo Victoria and Adair Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy. Fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're talking about Genesis, the creative process, and how to bring an idea into manifestation. We've been studying the first chapter of Genesis to learn the secret of how to bring an idea into manifestation, how to develop consciousness, how to work with a goal, how to bring forth the dream. And today we've been discussing the last day, the seventh day, the Sabbath day, and what it represents metaphysically and how the realization or trust in spirit to step back, release, and let go allows us to uh, allow the blessing to go out to do what it needs to do and then come back to us, press down, shaking together and running over. In other words, you can't grow anything unless you give it room to grow. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, Jesus is recorded as saying, but whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door. 
and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, some translations say will reward you openly. It depends on the translation. The point of it is when we do the inner work, the outer manifestation always shows up. When we pray to the Father in secret, when we do the Sabbath work, when we do the silence work, when we do the meditation work, when we do that work, the Father who sees in secret will reward us openly. The principle that sees in secret, the mind activity, divine law that we work with in consciousness will show up as the manifestation of things in our life, world, and affairs. The father who sees in secret. See, that is a really important step to get. The father who sees in secret. Many times we do out of things trying to impress people, trying to get well known, trying to get name recognition. And I'm not saying any of those things are bad. What I am saying is the father who sees in secret will reward you openly. The the work that you do on your own consciousness, when your consciousness, your soul, your awareness of being touches the hem of the garment of the spirit of truth that you are, when the soul awakens to the truth that you are a spiritual being, that awareness, that realization, that consciousness shows forth as all that is needed to fulfill itself. Jesus said in Matthew 6.32, for it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. In other words, all that needs to be provided is already here. But we have to be able to grasp it and claim it in consciousness. Now, how do we do that? Again, this is a Sabbath step. But strive or seek first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Now, think about that. Am I allowing, are you allowing, are we allowing ourselves to focus, be still, Seek first the kingdom and know that everything else will be added. Am I seeking the kingdom of God within myself? As Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, 20 and 21, when the Pharisees asked him about the kingdom and wanted Jesus to show them the kingdom, he said the kingdom of God comes not by observation. And you can say that is neither low here or low there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Some say in the midst of you. Some say among you. The point of it is, it's here. Jesus came preaching in the gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, that the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, he said. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent means change your mind. In Aramaic, it has more of a subtlety. It means to make an about face, like turn around. In other words, turn your mind away from what you've been looking at and turn it back to God. Turn your mind around. Change your mind. Make an about face. For the kingdom 
of God is at hand. Hmm. See, when you realize that, then you can be still and know that the kingdom will manifest itself. So, what are you working on today in your life? Let me suggest that by using this step, you can transform it. By going back and working with this creative process, starting off with let there be light, all the way now to the rest, to the Sabbath, that by working this process, you can bring the new idea into manifestation. Not worrying about what happened in the past and who did what or who didn't do what or who was there or who wasn't there. Believe me when I tell you that that can only be kept alive by you. But when you learn how to be still and trust the spirit, the spirit will do a new thing in your life. As scripture says, behold, I make all things. What do you want new in your life today? A new career, a new better workplace. Uh, you want your relationship or relationships to be new. You want your friendships to be new. You want your family to be new or your relationship to your family to be new. You want your prosperity to be new. You want your the health in your body to be new. You want your wisdom and understanding to be new. You want your peace of mind to be new? Right here and right now, God can make new everything in your experience when you learn how to take the Sabbath. In other words, when we learn how to be still and know. Be still and know that You don't have to fight the folks and argue with them and prove all your points and all of that stuff. Be still and know that the joy of the Lord is your standard. Be still and know that all things work together for good for those who love God. Be still and know that you can ask and you will receive. You will seek and you will find. You will knock and the door will be open to you. Just be still. Know and realize that right here and right now, that as the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that you don't have to be conformed to this world, but you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you may prove what is perfect, good, and acceptable in the will of God. Now, there's nothing that this state of consciousness can't get you. Because when you work the steps and you get to the place where you can just release, let go, and let God, you get to the place where you can say legitimately, it is already done. It is already done. Think about that. My healing is already done. 
My peace of mind is already done. My prosperity is already done. My divine guidance is already done. Now, it's already done spiritually. So I have to learn how to work the process, this creative process, and bring forth out of the formless the divine expression of God as me. And anything that concerns my individual expression of God, I know, will be in divine order. We trust it. We know it. And we love God as our fellow man and woman. So, what does that mean? It means simply this. If you have a goal, take it through the steps. Do everything that you're supposed to do. Then trust and know that God will lead and see you through. That you can rest and know that when you follow the procedures in any field of work, when you follow the principle, you can be guaranteed results. So don't fret and don't worry. Follow the creative process and watch that goal manifest. Watch that dream manifest. Watch what happens. Or as the scripture says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, this concludes the Genesis series. We have discussed all of the steps needed to bring forth the idea into manifestation. Work with them. Go back and listen to all the shows. Take notes. Because you don't get a thing necessarily completely the first time, not even the second time. Anybody that reads will tell you, you really don't get a thing until you read it three or four times. That's when you really get the crux of what it's saying. Because it takes the soul, an opp- it gives the soul an opportunity to digest and then go back to the material and ask different questions of the author. So work with the material, uh, knowing that this is a place where you can come and always get that pure, hardcore metaphysics. So this will conclude the Genesis series. Remember, we still have more interesting shows to come. We got a whole bunch of interesting things, and soon we'll start doing some interviews from time to time as well because I want to make sure I give you the best opportunity to win. I love and appreciate all of the support that you give us. I love and support all of the support you give Unity Online Radio, and I want to make sure that you have what you need to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. So until next week, God bless you. This has been Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Allfree is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, If you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Is your life on hold? Do you feel stuck? Are you a success story to everybody but yourself? Are you tired of getting ready to get ready? If you answer yes to any of these questions, then tune in every Wednesday to Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and friends. Get ready to answer your life's highest calling. Reclaim your life with Reverend Kevin and friends and explore distinctions for becoming a person of purpose, power, passion, peace, and prosperity. Call in with your questions and comments for real-time coaching and conversation committed to inspiring and empowering you to design and live the life of your dreams. That's Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and Friends every Wednesday right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm. 